Andrew, what do you reckon possibilities of a further uh, adventure into this series could be? Like a sequel to John the Baptist? Because we had, when we, when all this news broke, we did a podcast called John the Gardener. Uh, he's on gardening leave. Um, I know he's getting a big whopping pension now, so John the Pensioner. <laughs> I'm not sure what, what, what uh, angle we could take this on. Absolutely no idea. Maybe leave it to the master Barry Egan to figure that one out. Potentially, yeah. yeah. I'd say that'd be probably best. If you had to give this film a rating, you know what I mean? I mean, uh, you know, overall, I don't mean stars because <laughs> because it's getting a, a massive zero. But in terms of, um, you know, could you, could you bring the whole family along? There is some bad language in it. No, I'd say it'd be maybe 16 plus. Maybe. Do you think 16? I was I'd thinking PG-13, you know nah, what I mean? It depends. It depends what kind of context yeah. you watch yeah. it in. But I mean, it's football admin for all the family, isn't it? It's true. And football a PR assault. Yeah, a PR yeah. assault for all the family to indulge in. <laughs> I always tell them what about Trapper, we're down in Tremor and there was no media presence, about four or five hundred there, club of the year, and we're all in the room having a crack. So I'm up telling a few stories, and I said, now ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce you to the Irish International Manager, Giovanni Trapattoni. And he takes the mic and says, excuse me, excuse me, my English is no so good, no so good. And I did a mic and said, was it so fucking bad when you were doing the wages? <laughs> Released on September 2014, about a month and a half before the video of John singing that Republican song in the aftermath, we got John the Baptist. That was, uh, yeah, September 2014. It's some, I mean, an absolute stellar lineup. You've got Dennis O'Brien in there. Bleep that name in case uh, comes back. Uh, you know, yeah, want to stay careful. away from mentioning that name be in general. Careful. Eamon Dunphy, Martin O'Neill, and uh, Delaney's man, Da. You know, it's yeah. a, it really is a, an absolutely stellar lineup. A family friend, friendly thriller. <laughs> it's, um, uh, I mean, there's a few things we could, there's a few areas we can broach this. I mean, it's, I, I should chuck the creators right in, David Byrne and, and Barry Egan. It's a Barry Egan production, but David Byrne apparently helped out directing. And um, we don't see much of Barry. He kind of chips in a lot with sort of off mic comments, which I find very frustrating as someone who does a lot of this sort of, audio stuff it's like Barry get right in there or or get out of the shot you know what I mean it's it's like I don't know maybe this is his style sort of like a, a Nick Broomfield who shot Kurt and Courtney type of uh, ramshackle way of filming documentaries maybe it's a, a real stylized effort from Barry did you get that sort of overriding feeling when, when watching this yeah definitely it was <laughs> like he just stayed away completely from it yeah um, it was all about you know, our friend John, all yeah. front and centre. Look, that's probably what the, the purpose of it was, you know, a, a, PR, a PR move, really. Yeah. But, you know, um, yeah, look. As, as I mentioned, the, all the info, that, all the, the detail that followed after, it does seem very much like this was driven down the throat to try and make him a, a bit of a likeable character. Barry does actually make a little cameo in it when he's listening to John uh, tell a little story about Trap, which we might hear a little sting for <laughs> later on. Excellent Trapatoni impression from John Delaney as well. <laughs> <laughs> he does characters. He does, and and really, there is a lot about this film that reminds me of sort of, it's like David Brent meets Tommy Wiseau from The Room meets um, a Burns for All Season, Mr. Burns's film from The Simpsons. That time he makes a PR film, and and really the Smithers too. Delaney's Burns is is Barry Egan, who, as I said. He doesn't feature a whole lot in this. He he 
it's his production it's it's his voice that's behind it um for those who, who actually better just say who barry egan is in, in case there are any people who don't read a whole lot of uh sort of celebrity meetup type stories he, he's the chief feature writer and, and columnist uh, for the sunday and on has been for for quite some time it's yeah I, it's a very hard one to describe this this documentary like it's not Overall, it's just a strange feeling for about 30 minutes, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's just weird. It's, yeah, I probably have never seen anything like it before. No. Like, I don't, pl- don't plan on seeing another, <laughs> another one kind of like it again. But, um, yeah, no, it's just, like, even the comments that were used in it, like, from, you know, from Dennis O'Brien saying that they were going, you know, John could probably run UEFA, John could run FIFA in a more honest way than Seth Blatter, which is, you know, quite ironic if you yeah, think about it. Yeah, I mean, it. given all that's gone on, it's 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 a sterling piece of work to have. <laughs> and it, it only comes from this sort of brash arrogance thinking that, you know what I mean? Oh, no, this needs to be seen. It, it, it is very much, it's like you could nearly do a box set of um, with Christmas and all. You know, people love a few box sets. And they, you could do that FIFA film where they made <laughs> Seth Blatter the hero and it was um, Tim no. Roth playing Seth Blatter. Not again. Yeah. <laughs> Not again. But you know what I mean? You could really box all those up as like a, a one for all. All these football administrators trying to push this image at a time when all of this is going on in the background. And what has been going on in the background just makes this film, uh, I really call it a film, this piece of work would say, all the more interesting. Propaganda campaign. Yeah. That's all there was. <laughs> There's some really like phenomenal quotes in this as well. Um, and, and, you know, a number of different people getting involved. You've got Dunphy on, on the ticketing schemes that he says got of the Aviva built, um, which we now know is massively untrue. And that I, I'm surprised even back then there wasn't a bit more of a knowledge that the ticketing schemes were worked out to be a disaster. I think, it was, I think it was just maybe people knew about it, but they were probably afraid to say it. Well, Dunphy you know? doesn't ever strike you as that. And, and he's one of the characters in this, I suppose. You keep expecting him to turn heel. You want him to turn bad, to go after John, but he's n- he never did. And he, he, right at the end, he sort of uh, admitted that, that it was up. But Dunphy's been a, a long-standing uh, you know, pat on the backer for, for John Delaney, um, which, which always seemed very, very unusual to me. And, and still, when you watch this, you just get that overriding feeling that you're like, not, he, should be, you know, he should not be in this film. He should not be part of the the brigade who are who are talking up John, but uh, somehow seem to get sucked into it, you know? You know, even his position in the media as well, like, it, it probably shouldn't be that, mm. I suppose, you say biased, do we? I mean, not even biased, but, you know, that partisan. It's more, you know... Considering the kind of person he was and what you'd expect from him, you would have thought, the, the, you know, the look, a lot of people have a lot of different opinions about Eamon Dunphy, going for higher yeah. type scenario, but... He was never really, as you said, he wasn't really afraid of, of talking out against a lot of these people. So it's always so surprising to see him so staunchly, I don't want to say in John's pocket, that's not fair. Yeah. So staunchly on that side of the argument for so long. Um, and I remember Dan McDonald wrote a, a piece about it, Young, who were basically saying when Irish football needed Dunphy, he was nowhere to be seen in this scenario. Um, and and it's it's something that you're watching this and you're you're thinking to yourself if someone has the potential to turn against him it's one of these boys, um, but I suppose we we needed uh, a little bit of Roy Keane in there for that who who also features in stock uh, image throughout the film. Uh, they use bits of him here and there. They're all awful photos. Yeah, no, they're not great. Where did, where they got them? Like there's shots of him and Mick that they look like they're sweating and that have been taken not by press like by. 
someone you know, someone on the at, phone or something. Yeah, no. someone at 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 the house party <laughs> <laughs> who didn't mean to take it, and and Roy's face is all bleary. Um, like I mean, some great comments in here about Roy Keane as well, around the Saipan issue, and and a lot I love a lot of these comments from John. John talks about, uh, you know. He talks about Saipan as if he had nothing to do with it or no involvement in it. When we all know, like, I mean, you go to Roy Keane's comments, a lot of them squarely aimed at John Delaney. You know what I mean? Like, in terms of, you know, John Delaney knew where I was. He could have rang my hotel room. That kind of stuff. You know what I mean? You know, it's it's strange. I think even after, he goes like, oh, Saipan was a, a wake-up call for the FAI. <laughs> but it, it just it doesn't make sense. Yeah. It really doesn't, like... You, just, you know, it's just, it's bizarre. Just everything about it is just weird. <laughs> I went down to the bakery down in Kerry. There was a family bakery. John the Baker? Yeah, yeah. Not Pat the Baker, John the Baker. And I ran a bakery for a couple of years. So Were you any good? I didn't bake. I'll tell you, some of the best principles I've learned came from running that bakery. I remember going down the first week, there was £100,000 owed to the sheriff. And the health inspector was in within two weeks saying he was going to close the place. So I told the health inspector if he wanted to lose 40 jobs in Kerry, that was his business. He lived in Kerry. I think it was a bit ballsy, maybe, you know. And the sheriff, I wrote 10 post-data checks out for, for a year, 10 grand a month. And thankfully, they all cleared. The one thing I've learned, like we built the stadium, the Viva Stadium, when I, when I got involved with the FAI. I think the same business principles apply to any business. So I didn't know how to build a stadium. I didn't know effectively how to run a pub. I knew the other side of the pub, like any young man. Overall, throughout it, there's some cracking quotes. I mean, it starts off uh, with John talking about meeting the Queen. That cuts away really quickly. You're like, why have they put that in there? Is this just him mentioning that he's going to meet the Queen? And the whole editing of the, you know, the format of it is very confusing as well. Like, you have Barry Egan asking him a question in uh, a Portobello restaurant. Then it cuts away to John answering the question in Abbottstown. And then in the same clip it cuts back to john in the restaurant talking further about that point so part of me was like have they just have, have they got john in on another day to edit this you know oh we don't like that answer maybe give us another answer maybe that's a little bit tinfoil hat maybe it's just some sort of reshoot but it's structured very strange like it's not like they kind of go to john then go to well they do sometimes go to uh dob or or dunphy or something like that but they have gone, like, question John, John, John again in three different locations. One of which is where he's standing in Sao Paulo on the beach or Rio de Janeiro or something like that. Yeah. It's mad as well. Even they're in John Delaney's parents' house as well at one stage. Yeah. Like, it's just, they just teleported away there for no reason. But just... I think Barry spent a month with him or something to that effect is what the a idea month, behind. Wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was something like that. Now probably not consistently yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so lucky it wasn't the month before that, <laughs> that song was sang <laughs> that would have been some interesting footage uh, of Barry sitting beside him uh, <laughs> deciding whether to sing along or not but um, it's, it's just it, it kind of constantly comes up these sort of moments that they feel sort of like a, a little reference you know what I mean if you ever watch like prequels of a superhero film where they're kind of nodding oh Batman's going to come in here at some point it's like all this stuff of John right at the start of it t- talking about the FAI saying there was a credibility issue when he went in there I mean look at the absolute yeah. state of the place right it's, now it's massively yeah. ironic it's just, it's just ridiculous literally like. today, today or the last couple of days people are talking about 
not blaming the entirety of the FAI. Uh, I think it was Shane Ross is talking about putting some independent body in uh, to run it. And, and there's journalists sort of defending, going, look, you can't blame everyone in the FAI for this. There's huge credibility issues in there now. It's, it's as you said, some stunning scenes, uh, some great location filming, I think, from Barry on his part as well. One of the favourite things for me, apart from the clownish intro, which was done, um, you know, it, it looks like it could have been done on Microsoft Paint. <laughs> but there's a bit where Trapatoni... Yeah, well, look, that's, if, if nothing else, that's what this, this show will exactly be. There's a, a cracking bit, one of my favourite parts of the documentary, where uh, when tra- they talk about trap leaving, and they play a little, little uh, montage, beautiful little, little number, little song. It's just all these pictures of John looking at Trap and Trap looking at John, and it's real. It's a real crux of the of the party. Real heart wrenching moment. I felt a beautiful love story. Yeah, isn't it? yeah, it really I, is. Yeah, would you say through all of it, you've you've picked out a, a couple of or a moment that that you treasure the most, you took away the most? The John the Baker, wouldn't it? it oh has, yeah, ha, has to be. Yeah, yeah, genuine. It just has to be. It, it even looking at it now, it's massively ironic. You know, we're not. Obviously, we all know. It's winking at. Yeah. It's winking at what's to come, isn't yeah. it? As I, I, said I think earlier. so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the figure, even the figure he uses in terms of what he has to pay. Uh, Uncanny, isn't it? I also love. I just love the um, the total brashness again of, uh, like he talks about oh, around a bakery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Barry goes, "Any good? I don't bake." <laughs> like, <laughs> all right, so he just managed it, and and then he proceeds to kind of talk about um, business acumen basically being the same in every you know every job no matter what it's just like it's not yeah it's it's not at all like the success to business we should have written a book that's what he should have done like this the (laughs) alex ferguson style success to leadership kind of (laughs) crap um but like he he does he he talks he talks in that that clip you're talking about the the bakery it's one of my all-time favorite you know first of all go straight into paying off the sheriff Keeping the keeping the wolves, you know, away from the door, which are like a classic JD move right there. I think the best one out of that was is like, oh, hoping the checks would clear. Yeah, <laughs> just ho- just hoping, like just he, praying. Like he got the impression that he didn't even think they were going to go through. Like you know, but do you reckon he used that argument in terms of when uh, Pat? Uh, I nearly said Pat Hickey. That's <laughs> not right. When Sporting Ireland and and uh, the doll were getting on to him and talking about freezing the money for the FAI. Well, if you want to leave 40 people out of work in the FAI, that's up to you. That's what he said about the bakery and Kerry. If you want to close it down, go on ahead. I don't think that would work for no. some reason anymore, especially. <laughs> but, um, yeah. He worked in a furniture shop. He worked uh, behind a bar, another side of a bar. Again. I suppose you can use them in football in a sense, because like, you know, there's a bar at a football match. You know, There's, there's furniture. Furniture, seats. There you go. <laughs> there's pies <laughs> at some places in England. There you go. So there you go. It's <laughs> But he does, he just, yeah, even that story, that trails off without him making a point. He kind of says they're all the same business acumen. He says he worked in a pub. Uh, I know the other side of the pub kind of ends there. You're like, no point is made here. And that's, I think the the feeling you're left with is, I'm not really sure what it was supposed to show you. I'm not, the, the the point at the end of it all, like I know Barry Egan's done some work. He's done this, you know, you can go find the Barry Egan tapes and stuff like that. Um, some of his other work where he meets celebrities. And for me, you know, this is a personal opinion on it. A lot of sycophantic sort of celeb worshipping behaviour. So you're not expecting cutting-edge journalism. And there's a reason this guy got to shadow JD for a month is because he knew he wouldn't be any sort of threat. There's a reason Delaney hadn't spoken to journalists, uh, like sporting journalists particularly, but more or less any journalists 
unless they were cherry picked like this to put them on the cover of whatever the magazine again so the end I was and, and to do this little fluff you know yeah. I, again piece of work I'm going to keep saying rather than documentary or film because it's not really accurate to say that it's it's all just a big shame <laughs> to have to sit through and talk about this for 15 yeah, minutes no, I, so i appreciate you watching it back yeah no it just it just seemed like it was just completely ego driven like there's there's no way that a, a football administrator should have the i suppose the level of public focus on one person like yeah fo- that's what's the aim of it fair it's the football should be about the players it should be about everything about it not the behind the scenes stuff like it I know there's a lot of work that probably should be publicised, but I don't think it should be publicised in the way it is. And I suppose that's what I think this whole thing was, just to maybe say how great things are, which they clearly weren't. A month before, it, yeah. it's all about to kick off. Well, it, even then it kicked off way worse. Yeah. I mean, that was just a little shadow what's to come. I wonder with Barry Eames, like his calendar, his, his diary, did it go like, you know, Sinead O'Connor, the Coronas? John the lady <laughs> just in the Lucy Kennedy the following week you know what I mean like it's just it's mad <laughs>